everyone, welcome to episode 267 of the Argument Podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my cash money co-hosts. It's Juicy JoJo. Elden Lord Colt. Oh, is it me? Don't worry, somebody go. I don't know. It is Chaos Cody. Whoa. I, I should have probably gone because you're the guest, but... Uh, I don't give a shit. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, that... Never mind. Anyway, uh, I mean, that wasn't me. Like, never mind. Anyway, uh, I'm Elden Prince Wenzel because I'm close. I'm close. And what's this you hear? Uh, it is the AYCH alum, uh, Cody, back with us for a rousing banner session. Yes, it's Chaos Cody. Yep. Yeah. Cody's only bringing up Chaos because I brought up I'm playing Stranger Paradise and all he wants to do is kill Chaos. No. Yeah. While, yeah, Cody's while kind to break stuff. Yep. Cody's kind of a um oh what's the word? Um a leech. A leech, a fake bitch. <laughs> it's just what? one of those oh, days God. when you don't want to wake up. <laughs> Everything's fucked. Oh my god. Everybody a scene sucks. kid. I I can't I don't want to say a trendsetter because he's the one that follows trends. Like assume yeah, he's a sheeple. <laughs> just gonna, just going to get it out there. Just going to get it out there and let you guys know my dog is losing her fucking mind right now. Oh, wow. I She's hear. crying. Do you hear her crying? I she do does this. Oh, we're bullying you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's because she's bullying me. Actually, no, she bullies me too. So she, if she could hear you right now, she would actually be joining in. Uh, it's important to understand that she, uh, she beats me. Um, she punches me in the. She's got okay. In, in a more serious note, in a in a real in a real note here, she has gotten this new little bit that she does, where when she wants you to play with her, she will walk up to you, put her nose underneath your balls, and proceed to punch them upwards uh, with her fucking nose. It, I, Why do I, you allow this? I, 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 I don't like know how to. It. Uh, it sounds like Cody no. is, a, is a permissive parent. No, no, I do not want this. But what happens is, is that she gets the reaction she wants, which is me getting frustrated, which ultimately leads me to throwing a toy to get her away from me from punching me in the fucking balls. So ah, I have, see. I have reverse Pavloved her. <laughs> Into punching me in the balls. <laughs> I was about to say you've kind of you kind of opened the gate you did for this, this yourself. I, yeah, because yeah. like I, I think Cody's so Sasha. In the CBT. Uh, no, what? in CB in CBT. Oh, cock and ball torture. Okay, yes. I was yeah, thinking, that's what that means. <laughs> I thought I was like I was thinking you were talking about the the cognitive damn, what is behavioral that, therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
was like, I was like, damn, how'd you guess? <laughs> fucking Cody's just like mindfulness while he has a fucking cage strapped to his dong. <laughs> as far as I know, that's exactly how it works. Um, I mean, oh yeah, but I guess putting your, right now, I guess putting dick, your dick in a cage would lead to like some retraining of your brain. I yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I want. I don't want my dick in a cage. I want my dick to sing. <laughs> a canary in a coal mine. Um, despite despite all my rage, I'm still just a cock in a cage. Uh, no, but she's the world is definitely a vampire. I need that. I need that as a song soundbite. Yeah, that needs to be that needs to be a shirt for the podcast. Be like, despite all my rage, I'm still just a cock in a cage. And, and it's just a penis, like just CBT. It's a it's a it, it's, 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 a, angry it's a, penis. a rooster's head inside of a of a dick cage. No, we're going full angry penis, Pat. Yeah, let's sell Ooh. t-shirts with a real human penis on it. That'll I, I say we'll have two options. Uh, that way, people can choose their pleasure. You can either get. SFW or NSFW? You know, give people the option. And uh, w- welcome to today's episode where we talk about psychosexual uh, content. Hey, yeah. let's get into it. Um, Pat. Okay. I got something for you to try on camera. On ca- on, on audio. On uh, on camera, yeah. On, on camera. camera. Shut up. We just got through talking about cock and ball torture. Let's, let's kind of, are we moving away from that or is this inclusive to the cock and ball torture? Just no, we're no. moving away from that. Uh, JoJo has a, has a, um, I say a stout drink that they wanted me to try. It's, uh, it's kind of watered down now because the ice is kind of melted, but call this. Damn, one. you got it like five minutes ago. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I call this one the, the drought of chaos. Okay. It uh, it smells fruity and strong. Oh God! <laughs> I think this is happy <laughs> happy pride. Man, that's that's really sweet up front, but ugh, damn, that liquor really hits you. Uh, well, uh, see. Uh-oh. Why am I last gagging? night there were some seltzers left and I'm like I hate seltzers but I want one of these seltzers so I'm like I'm gonna spruce it up and I got the lemon lime one I got some Sprite found the uh, the watermelon vodka threw some of that in there I'm like hell yeah this is gonna be good and I was like just a little splash of tequila um, <laughs> the splash turned into a little more yeah, I, 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 I thought. I, I think JoJo did like what we, what we call around the house the Sandra Lee pour. It's like j- just a shot of vodka. But then uh, I looked at the can of the seltzer after I tasted it because I'm like, God damn, this is awful. And it said lemon lime, and then in the fine print, margarita style. So I'm like, Oh, they're going to make this taste like tequila anyway. Oof. Yeah, um, so guess what? Art House is back on their alcoholism. Welcome back, everybody. Ooh, uh, Just mm. in time for June. I don't even... It's happy <laughs> six <laughs> months of the year. <laughs> yeah, That's the celebration. Yeah, we made it halfway through 2022, which seems crazy to think that we're this far along. But yeah. Fuck, we are halfway through 2022. Which I... Uh, yep. Uh, I want to die inside with that knowledge uh time I turn 30 next year oh my god oh, don't don't say that I turned 32 in less than two months 
Less than a month. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. Man. Shut up. God, Pat, you're old. Hey, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be able to qualify as a daddy now. That happened when you turned 30. It's just, that's just how it is. Well, oh true. my God, she is crying. <laughs> There's so much chaos right now. Oh my God. I'm about uh, to put this bitch on the podcast. Give me a second. I'm going to put her on the podcast. Y'all talk. All right. Oh, I was going to say, though, Sasha does something not similar, but, like, whenever she wants me to pet her, she'll put her whole snout or head either underneath my arm or hand and, like, nudge it to be like, hey, pet me. And then Monkey, he'll he'll scratch me. So that neither of them slam your nutsack? No, no, but okay. Sasha likes to headbutt me sometimes when she gets excited. All right, we're back. My mom, and it I'm hurts. Better. Oh, sh- she's oh, okay. caught we in go. the Karina, hello. Say hello to everybody, Karina. Say hello. We got a He's dog on the cast. The, look at your yee ass haircut, Karina. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm what? tired as fuck. She's no, refusing to God. talk. She said oh, she, she can't take the heat. Damn. She, she, she told me that she's not going to speak unless she gets about 95% of profits, which... Nothing. <sighs> nothing. We have nothing. I tried to explain I mean, to any her... any number divided by zero is still zero. <laughs> I don't hey, know I how to, ex- to say- Go ahead. Go ahead, Wenzel. I was going to say, bro, what did the barber do to you? He fucked your shit up, my God. That's why I was saying to Karina. <laughs> what, did, what do you mean? <laughs> she doesn't even have... She has short hair. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> fucked it up, didn't they? Yes, haircut, brother. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, she's put out a hit on Monkey now. So what the fuck? Oh, fuck? I mean, I feel like we. I thought we put like the dog assassins and dog mafia and in our rear view because that was like what 2019. I thought we were past this. I, didn't I thought existed. we were too, but you know. Cody, for some reason, likes to revive old traditions. I don't know why. Man, I don't remember it's this. It's called man. The One is Born. She is the one. Oh, no. Cody's Jesus been Christ. reading The Wheel of Time. Damn. Fuck. No, I was thinking The Matrix, but whatever. She's Neo. Oh, yeah. Did y'all ever realize no. that Neo, Neo is just a switch around of the one? Of one? What? It, yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of the thing. Yeah. The next, the next I'm thing you tell me it's a trans metaphor. But I mean, you gotta switch the N with the E. Ooh, e- uh, Eon. Eon? Also, if you rearrange it, it's also no, but weirdly spelled. <laughs> it's no, no e. e. No way. Yeah, N O E. Yeah, I mean, you could also say like no E. No, e, like if you call it accent or whatever. No way. I don't. What if the he, fuck are we talking about? Hey, well, listen <laughs> here, my sister in Christ. We're just, you know, hanging out, having a good time. Oh. Uh, but I did. Well, I, I was reminded because we are halfway through the year. I thought a good jumping off point was to actually to go down with our top ten episodes of the year so far. All right. Cool. Yeah, I guess. All right, uh, but before I do, would anybody like to guess what they think is in the top ten of the year uh, up to this point? More. Oh, this. Ah, oh, man, I can't even. There's so many episodes to choose from. Like, uh, what we record? I don't remember what we recorded this year. I'll be honest with you, Pat. I think I hurt my head. I, I don't. I 
I don't. I understand it's a lot to keep up with, but I don't feel like how could you not remember anything that we've done this year? It kind of just goes. You put me on the spot. JoJo's Wait. coughing is throwing me off. <laughs> is this a podcast? <laughs> You know, it is to some people, I, I suppose. Um, I thought I thought we were just recording our voices so that when we all die, you can put together like an AMV. You know what? AYCH makes uh, an AMV coming oh, okay. to you soon. Well, but what be anime like P- does it get put to? It'd be a PMV, like a, a podcast mu- music video. Oh <laughs> shit! I thought, man, do I have a good idea? What song would th- would our podcast music video be if we all like tragically died in an airplane crash or something? <laughs> well, 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 don't forget the official AYCH anime intro is um, "Duele uh, Amor," you know, "Love Hurts," that, yep. that, that Spanish language. Oh song. yeah, I forgot about that. The the one that's like, uh, so- yeah, it sounds yeah. like um, an anime. Intro. I mean, it sounds like an anime has- song. I mean, it either has to be. Like Fergie, Lizzo, or like Lincoln Park. You know what? A medley. <laughs> oh, or, or hear me out. We just get we mash them up. And skillet. I want skillet to be there. No, we no. Not, Colt gets no, no say. Colt no. no Colt oh, gets no say. No All shit. right. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want <laughs> skillet as part of our memory. I I don't want skillet as part of our memory. And five finger death punch. You want add more to the pile? Why? You're Rupaul. the one doing this. You're the one. You're the one doing this. You know Sissy, that wall. Let's me. go. <laughs> no, that's the one. Right, that's that, where I draw the line. Out of everything, oh, that's no, the I where you draw that. the line. I draw Kid the line in Kid Rock, Rock is too. Crazy. Kid <laughs> Rock, stupid. Limp Bizkit, Ted Nugent. Those are off the <laughs> off the board. Hey, hey, and I, hey, I, will, I will. I will defend Limp Bizkit. They're pretty all right. Like I don't know their politics, but I think they're pretty chill. But like fucking the, Nugent and. Rock, Kid Limp Rock, or Limp Biscuit's bad, right? I mean, they're like they're bad in a sense of like they're just not a good band. So they're bad. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Oh, okay, but like not in like you know cancel. Well, actually, I take it back. They did do some homophobic stuff, but you know, nineties and whatnot. I'm about to say, was, like, if you did some homophobic say, yeah. stuff, you weren't cool. Like if we if, the, if that's the if that's the standard, then we're we're wiping out. Uh, uh, what's his name? Adam. Uh, what's that dude's name from the '90s? Who was really cool? Oh yeah, Adam West. Adam Sandler. There we go. Mm, no. well, okay, well, I forgot. Pat, well, you, Pat, can you please tell us? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the top ten. That was something we were doing. Uh, tied for number ten. Is episode two fifty two that cameo game two and episode two sixty best movie of the nineteen nineties tournament? Okay. Oh, cool. Nice. Number nine is the fall twenty twenty one anime review, no, uh, which okay. no got a lot of plays this year because we haven't done an anime review this year so far. Well, because all the anime's been not good, or there's not been a, enough good anime. Yeah, they only have like one and some sometimes two good anime shows a season. Man, you know what would probably be a good idea? We just take like one, like a couple from the seasons we haven't done an episode on, and kind of do like a roundup. You know that point. that's a good idea. TM TM TM. That's actually a good idea. Uh, yeah, that's a good anime idea. roundup. Uh, 2020 anime best anime year so far. We'll do that. I wrote it down. It's, it's going to happen at some point. Number nobody can steal that. Uh, number eight episode. Okay. Episode 254, Movies from Every Year of Our Lives Prelude. 
Ooh. Oh, wow. Nice. Hell yeah. That makes me happy. Which, you know, we'll get back to that at some point. As it's a very time-scheduling-intensive uh, uh, project, but we do intend to return to that. Uh, probably sometime in the fall when we have less uh, chicanery and hootenannies to do at, on the weekends. Uh, number seven is episode 261, the five-year anniversary show. Nice. Amen. Whoop, whoop. Next one is episode 249, Letterboxd Game 4. And going, nice. Going up is episode 250, The Fandom Game. Oh, nice. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. We need to do that one again. Uh, I, I, that was definitely a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll be able to do Fandom Game 2 maybe later this year. We'll see. Uh, the fourth overall most popular episode of this year so far is the Batman Review. Uh, oh, wow. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah, Batman. All right. Uh, <coughs> number three <laughs> is the return of the late takes. Don't call it a comeback. Oh, my Fuck. God. I didn't expect it to do so well. It, I didn't either. Yeah, th- that was our April Fool's episode this year. We, we revived the late takes for one night only. And uh, people really uh, appreciated it. It was uh, That's funny. It that was, was a, a good bit. It, it was a big hit. Uh, maybe maybe the late takes should come back. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll, we'll come up it's with It's just going to be us. <laughs> it's just going to be us because, I mean, let's be real. Who's going to do anything with that with that property? Uh, so us. keep an eye on that. Uh, the second most point episode of this year, just very recently, within the last few days, lost its crown as the, as the number one. But the current number two is episode 248, The Night of the Banter. <laughs> which for reference what was that one which was for which for reference has uh, the thumbnail for is is referencing the night of the hunter the, the love oh hate. with the, the, the with the love hate uh, tattoo <laughs> and Mitchum. okay and the newly christened number one episode of the year so far is episode 255 diary of a lad red ultraman which is the episode where in part we talked about our review of the new Medea movie Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. God, that movie was so bad. And um, and it, it just confirms what I've suspected for a long time, that um, Ultraman is a hit with the audience. Because we even though we only talked about Ultraman for five minutes in that episode, we've gotten an enormous amount of plays uh, from it recently. And, I mean, Are I mean, we about to turn into an Ultraman podcast? Uh, don't give me too much power. Um, and besides our, our our interview with that Ultraman podcast saved by the bell, y'all, it's definitively our most popular episode of all time, like far and away. Shit. Yeah, I was about to say, like, the number one had to be something with Ultraman in it. I wanted to say that one, but I was like, nah, that's not that's not this year, I don't think. Um, so I think that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I def- and great. definitely been wanting to do an Ultraman spinoff or at least a special and this is just emboldens me further so uh maybe keep an eye out for that too um also interesting uh we got a lot of listens from singapore recently like especially with ultraman brought in a lot of listens from these southeast asian part of the map and um a lot of them were from ultraman but we definitely have some from singapore that really stuck around and listened to a lot of our backlog recently 
And um, thank you, thank you, thank you to all Hell our Singaporean yeah. listeners, and thank you, thank you, Singapore, thank you to thank all you. our German listeners because not only they're the most, uh, I think, within our top five uh, most listened country outside the United States uh, for this year. Uh, a lot of listens recently this summer, and um, also we got some listens from a really cool sounding place called Kaiserslautern. Oh. I'll Got gladly it. do a commercial for a fucked up butter thing <laughs> in German. Man, they're, they're, some of those European commercials I've seen have been fucking wild. They're the best, usually. Uh, as long as they have, like, a weird fucked up creature in it advertising a soft drink. Yeah. Or, or that, uh, have y'all seen the, that? I think it's German or Scandinavian country commercial where it's for glasses... And there's this couple, they're really getting into it, and the girl go, tries to go down on the dude, but she starts blowing the uh, the gear shift instead oh. of his dick. I haven't and seen it. It's like, need glasses. <laughs> God. What? I have never seen... That's s- pretty good. That's pretty good, though. Uh, well, I know, like, uh, just a strange European oddities are kind of popular on at the moment because uh, that bizarre Bulgarian... Treasure Planet movie, it's like really brought a lot of eyes to just how surreal Eastern European animation is. Unhinged. I really want to watch a lot of their animation, especially that one. That animation is so ugly and terrible. I need to see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have. Disgusting. Yeah, go ahead. I have a good, I have a little bit for you guys. Do you guys want to do a little bit real quick? A bit? No, not really. Yeah, a fun little bit. I just what? want to see if you guys... Damn, somebody's going down the road really fast. Um, sorry, Bro. I don't know if you guys heard that <laughs> on no. your end, but there was a very loud car outside. Um, I've got a little bit, and I've got eight movies for you, okay? All eight right. movie titles, and you have to figure out what these movies have in common. No Googling, okay? Honor system. What do these movies have in common okay i'm going off an honor system okay all right let's uh, hear them. all right all right the first movie is cowboy bebop uh knocking on heaven's door it's the cowboy bebop cowboy bebop it's the cowboy the, bebop the movie. movie yes uh the movie called to end all all wars uh the movie knock around guys the movie hearts in atlantis uh, starring what's the dude who played Fava Beans? What is that guy's name? Anthony An- Hopkins. Anthony yeah. Hopkins. <laughs> I love that. That was your way to try to <laughs> help us help you figure that out. I'm like, look, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the at the movies like the at their um, at their posters at their uh, covers. Not at <laughs> I'm not looking at any information outside of that. Uh, mostly Martha, the movie Human Nature. The movie Glitter and the movie Zoolander. What do all eight of these movies have in common? Do they all have Ben Stiller? No. I don't know. Do they They're... all have like one to three characters on the f- cover? I don't know. No. There's a cast member that stunk so bad they had to like record on like f- eight months of it. I mean, it could have took two months, but no. They yeah. Some yeah. ghosts just jump out of the ceiling and just start shooting fat loads everywhere all eight of these movies were released in the same month as 9-11 September 2001 
It's a good bit. Wow. That's, that's a God good damn. bit. God damn. God damn. So what I what I what I can't I was, believe that you're inferring these movies caused 9/11. No, here's what I'm thinking. No, that so, is uh, Nickelback's album that came out on 9/11. Did it really? Holy shit! Yeah, there. Uh, God, there's a bunch of like, uh, System of a Down's Toxicity, which has Chop Suey on it, came out on 9/11. Uh, mm. Slayer's uh, God Hates Us All came out on 9-11. Oh, God. Uh, oh, yeah. This is the, the actually Silver Side Up. I think it's considered one of their best albums or one of their ha- better albums. I think that was No, it's actually album considered one of their worst albums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only good song on this album is... Yeah, that's the only album with a good song on it. <laughs> it's how you remind me. And do you can anybody guess how I mean, long how you remind good, me though? is? Uh, I mean, about I have minutes. fun with it. Six minutes. Uh, it's four minutes and twenty seconds. It's four twenty. <laughs> uh, yay! Damn. Um, no, I, the reason why I was looking up this nine eleven thing was because I was thinking like, how did nine eleven affect the movies? Like, would people want to go to the movies after nine eleven? And um, I think it's important to understand that out of all eight of these movies, I've only heard, I've only, I only know one that's super popular, and I've heard of two, both Glitter. I've heard of Glitter in sort of like a, because Glitter is a Mariah Carey movie, is yeah. the Mariah Carey like standout movie that didn't do shit, and it came it's, out 10 days it, after 9-11. Yeah, it's really bad. It, it's, it's basically A Star is Born, but with Mariah Carey. Yeah. And um, but what's interesting about this is I'm looking through here and I know none of these movies like we got a movie with Anthony Hopkins and I have zero clue. I've never heard Hearts of Atlantis, never heard of it. Mostly Martha. Supposedly it has a bunch of those like little awards like laurels down at the bottom below it. Nothing about it. it's a cooking movie. Um, but the thing is, though, is what really gets me is the one movie that brought us back together as a nation that we were that helped us laugh and heal was motherfucking Zoolander. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it's a funny movie. Uh, so I think we should go back and we should look at how Zoolin- Zoolander affected us post 9-11. Cause it really was like, if 9-11 was the cultural reset, Zoolander was, <laughs> co- was the uh, comedic template. <laughs> I, you know, you know, you know, Cody, I the think thing you're is- onto something. I-, I think you need to get on that. Write, write an article for say, the Guardian. This, this sounds like a really interesting, like, passion project. Um, Cody, look, that's what I'm good I'm, at. We're we're going to have and, a special edition of the of the show. Um, Cody investigates where he where he does his investigative journalism and gets back to us about the importance, the cultural importance of Zoolander. But okay. here's the thing, though. I want you to write an article, and at the very end of the article, I want you to put in now. The now another question. The real question is, who did 9/11? <laughs> here's the okay, here's the fu- here's the thing. Would we have Ew, found? I thought that was funny. Fuck. No, here's a real question I have. Would we have found Zoolander funny if it wasn't uh, following one of the most tragic fucking events of our? Entire country's history, uh, you know, would have. It Zool- has probably one of the most memorable, like, funny scenes in it. I was about to say, Zoolander is actually pretty funny. There's a fucking. Yeah. We talked about it like last. I oh my gosh, like literally like last week or something. 
Yeah. And yeah, it really I, puts into perspective, like, that fucking gasoline scene in Zoolander. <laughs> And yeah, we referenced that on the, the, uh, the Sopranos episode. Fu- fucking considering the jet fuel issue <laughs> that happened, fu- that's a crossover Zoolan- I didn't expect. Zoolander said that uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> that-, that that was the proof we needed right there. Was uh, him covering himself in gasoline. Um, <laughs> I did want to put in that I was going to continue the bit and laugh and make a joke about like, hey, you guys want to do another bit and do like September September eleventh uh, albums that came out uh, because JoJo mentioned that there was a bunch of like albums that came out. I found an article from twenty fourteen and I want you guys to listen to this title, of this album right here. It says September eleventh two thousand one was a Super Tuesday of album releases. <laughs> Uh, because a lot of like big albums came out on that day. I mean, they can't help yeah. that it came out the same day as a, a, a national tragedy. But well, and I think to, Tuesday yeah. is like a music release day. It, it's, too. it's also a, like a movie release day. Like DVDs have always come or historically come out on and, Tuesdays. And yeah, same thing well, with video games; they release them on Tuesdays. Yeah, it wasn't until recently that music started releasing on Thursdays due to uh, Spotify. It was Tuesdays. It was Tuesdays or Thursday yeah. nights and Fridays, whatever. Uh, but let me go. Th- can I go through this list? Is that okay? Let me tell you what. <laughs> go go through. Th- let's hear. Let's hear this list. So Jay Z, the Blueprint, came out on nine eleven. Okay. Uh, Bob Bob Dylan's movie or Bob Dylan's album Love and Theft. Nickelback, Silver Side Up. POD Satellite came out in uh, 9-11. Um, ben Folds, Rock in the Suburbs. The Coup, Party Music. Dream Theater, Live Scenes from New York. Slayer, God Hates Us All. Uh, that was probably... And Mariah Carey's Glitter, which was her album for the movie. Um, Bad Ronald by S slash T. I've never even heard of that. Uh, so yeah, there was a bunch of albums that are that were culturally significant to that time period that kind of had like little shoots of songs that come off into the cultural zeitgeist over the years. All came out on 9-11. So, man. How interesting, right? Yeah, yeah thanks, Cody, for... Um... <laughs> what other pop culture thing released on another tragic event? <laughs> Let's tune in to January sixth. Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh. You know, I was playing Monster Hunter when that was going on. God, I was uh, I was having Anybody a- remember where they were at? This is my nine eleven. <laughs> Man, I was uh oh gosh. I don't remember. I was at work. Oh, you don't remember? No, I don't. Yeah, Wenzel we, forgot. Oh, fuck anyways. you. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not we're definitely not bringing back that bit from earlier in the year. <laughs> uh, I don't know which bit they're talking about, but I've got a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> it, it's uh, not good. It's not a good bit. <laughs> it's not a bad bit, but it doesn't look good for somebody. Which we say we make it sound like now that it's imp- like it's implicating me, which doesn't, which is worse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, maybe there's a reason why Cody was put in a box in Tampa all those years ago. I mean, yeah. it's, what he, Cody does, he brings it up. He brings up the bad stuff. Yeah, because no, because I bring up uh, the interesting conversations, the hard hitting questions I was about that to people s- want to hear. Yeah, because there is a bit in the episode that um, 
was going to be today's episode, but it had to be uh, put to the side. Uh, <laughs> Cody brought up a bit. That just really just threw us all off. And it's like, um, well, you know, Co- there he goes, Cody, always doing the unexpected. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you bring me on a podcast, what am I supposed to do? Sit here and just be like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, to everything you say? No, I'm going to contribute. And when I contribute, it's going to be things that's going to make your fingers bleed from how much you're going to have to fucking edit it. No, you know, real... What contri- is this, Ricky contrib- Gervais? Want, real contributions would just be, you know, having a conversation okay. about Here, fun here's- stuff. Okay, all right. Here's a fun bit, all right? Hard questions to make. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me go back. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, it it really is interesting to see how the tables have turned for, like, Colt and Wenzel. Kind of like, uh-oh, they're the ones. They're the loose cannons. And now, like, uh uh-oh, they're trying to rein in Cody, you know. Our We're the loose, loose cannons are different. We don't bring up Hitler and 9-11 that often. I was about often. to say, we, like, all of our stuff, I mean, it might be, quote, taboo, unquote, but, like, it's kind of, you know, natural, I guess. I'd rather be shooting cum than talking about Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there, there's a sound bite for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I want that. I, I'm sorry, I just can't get over the bit. He said 9-11 was the cultural reset. It, 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 that phrase has been... I mean, it was. I mean, it was, but, like, but in the context of that phrase has been used lately, it, oh, it fucks yeah. me up. Oh, like like someone dressed up in a really cool like outfit. It's like, she was the cultural reset, or, you know, some shit like that. <laughs> but then, like... <laughs> no, I'm going for the academic, like... The academic definition of a cultural res- reset. I don't know, Pat. What Pat said was very academic. Oh, okay. It's an academic. How's everyone been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on Cody. He said he's doing his fun thing. No, you guys keep going. I'm looking for a bit. Give me a second. Yeah, um, uh, let's let's catch up. What's everybody been up to? It's been it's been a long seven days. I've been reading Doro Hidoro. Uh, I'm on volume seven now. Oh man, you're further this than shit me. Good. Yep. Yeah, I, I've, these volumes are the first few volumes at least are pretty thin, so I can read through them pretty quickly. And this shit's bonkers. Yeah, I noticed like volume twenty three is a chonker. It, it definitely toward the end of the series they get noticeably larger, especially at, right at the very end, but. Dora Hey Dora has been one of my favorite manga to read lately. Uh, JoJo recently started um, reading it as well, and as Colt said, they're uh, I think they they bought most of the series that they they started reading it, and it's it's fantastic. I love how the art style is just so dark and grotesque and brutal looking, but the the content of the series itself is pretty lighthearted in a certain degree. Yeah, like like all the characters kind of have like a really light attitude despite just like being horrific murderers yeah like literally someone would be like yeah. laughing and cutting up and then like a few pages later they're like ripping somebody's head off with a claw hammer yeah yeah cause like I was talking to Colt about it cause I'm up to volume 3 right now and like I kinda love everybody everybody feels kinda wholesome and I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody same <laughs> and also like, Shin and Noi OTP yeah yeah I will say Shin and Noi is probably the first time in a long time that I actually I actually wanted to 
hetero people to get together. <laughs> yeah, for, like, I mean, for real, like, I... Something's there. Something's there. And uh, I wanted to see it flourish. Yeah, it's just two beefy murder people uh, hanging out, having a good time, and with a lot of just like, uh-oh, here we are, just all close and hot and next to each other. Uh-oh, what are we going to do? I was about to say, there was a really funny bit <laughs> where, uh, oh my gosh, you get introduced, I won't say anything, I won't spoil it or whatever, but you get introduced to a sorcerer called Turkey. It was yes. really fucking funny. <laughs> and like, I mean, Turkey's very fitting. Um, God, yeah. He has a mask that's literally a cooked turkey on his head. And I mean, his, I mean, his ability too, like, it's pretty cool. Like, it's, it's fairly interesting. Everything about this series this world is like interesting and there's like so much still mystery to it and like being like three volumes deep into it it's like pretty pretty crazy yeah and um also in case uh, any listeners out there haven't heard of the manga dora hey doro it's a obviously it's definitely a mature uh read it's a lot of violence a lot of you know you know horrific imagery um curse words uh, yes they, they say a wordy dirt or two um, but essentially, it's, it falls on an, an on an amnesiac man who's had his head turned into a lizard's head, and he's trying to find out what happened to him. And by by systematically going through and and killing all the sorcerers that he can, because in this setting, sorcerers can cast magic, but only a certain type of magic. And so he's looking for the person that casts lizard magic that transformed him into who he, into who he is in the longest way. He has the uh, he has his friend Kaido who runs a um, gyoza dumpling shop in this like decrepit, disgusting, run down uh, city called the Hole. And together they get into this adventure to try to find out what happened to uh, Kaiman's past, and then and then just like this whole web of mystery and intrigue and violence falls out from that. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> And, it's um, 100% worth reading. Like, if you like the anime, there's a CG anime on Netflix. It, it's fine, but it's also CG. Like, like I will uh, say... I, like, I recommend the manga. Yeah, I, I tried to watch the show, and the show is good for what it is, but I think the art in the manga really takes the story to a whole nother level. So, yeah, please it read really the manga does. over the show. Yeah, the manga... I mean, excuse me, the manga and anime are pretty different in terms of, like, just aesthetic in general because there's a very, like, loose, scratchy art style to the manga, and, like, that wasn't really translated to the anime because it's, it's CG. So I feel like if it was a more traditionally animated, it might have, like... To me, to, to me, my preferred version of Dora Hey Dora is that they're all walking around normally, but they have, like, a really scratchy, constantly moving outline around them. Or it's, like, there's, like, bits of, like, moving lines on them. Because that, I feel like there's a lot of implied motion, even when they're just sort of sitting statically, because it's very sketchily drawn on top of, like, you know, very detailed and, like, dark environments as well. Yeah. Because I was going to say, the atmosphere feels grimy, dark, apocalyptic, and, like, um, you just don't really get that from the show. So, yeah. Uh, also, Ibisu is a little goofball, <laughs> and I love her. I love yeah, her, it's too. The best, one of the best comedy reliefs in the manga I've, I've read in a little bit. It reminds She reminds me a lot of uh, Puck from uh, Berserk. Abba gabba gabba. And she's in... Oh, 
Oh, whenever you guys get a chance. Whenever you guys get ready. I got, I got another bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was our door. Hey, Dora corner. Uh, but Cody, what's your bit? Here's my bit. Okay. So <laughs> I've got a few movies for you and you guys got to figure <laughs> out <laughs> what, what the, what the common denominator is for these movies. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So the movie meeting evil has, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Luke Wilson in it. Uh, mother's day. Doesn't have anybody that I know in it, nor do you. Uh, the movie, the movie, LOL, that has Miley Cyrus in it. A little bit of heaven with Kate Hudson. Uh, first position, the movie, the best exotic marigold hotel. The movie, Last Call at the Oasis. The movie, Death of a Superhero, and the movie, The Perfect Family. What do these have, all have in common? They, they oh came. God. They came out in the uh, the housing market collapse of two thousand eight. No, not at all. Uh, that would be completely inappropriate, honestly, considering the situation. Oh, that would be inappropriate. <laughs> oh, fuck! Yeah. Wow. Damn. Okay, calm down, Jojo. Um, I don't know. Did they all come out on the day? Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. I'll say it though. Did they all come out on the day Pearl Harbor was bombed? You got it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, not at all. Oh, they came out when uh, the Alamo happened. Okay, cool. No. Oh, Joe, they no. remember the Alamo for once. Oh, oh, I, shit. Did it happen on, you know, the most important day? You don't day remember. D-Day? No. Okay, here it is. Here's the answer. Does anybody else have any guesses? No. Uh, these, all of Christmas. these movies came out on May 4th, 2012, the same day that the original Avengers movie came out. So I chose this because these all these movies were set to fail. I don't know a single one of these motherfucking movies outside of the Avengers that came out this day. Um, and what's even crazier is that the Avengers came out on the same day that Meeting Evil came out, and Meeting Evil had, has Samuel L. Jackson in it just like the Avengers. So he came out with two movies on the same day. So there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I think right. the only movie I'd heard about on that list was the the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Which, I have never yeah. even heard of that. Which was like this quaint little movie. I think about it has like several like well known elderly British actors in it going to a fancy hotel. Um. So, anyway, now that we're done with Cody's bit, uh, <laughs> what's everybody else uh, been up to continuing on this? Yeah, it's been pretty pretty easy going at the art house. Um, happy to announce that now 75% of us work at the same building. Oh! Ah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did somebody get a certain job? Yes, uh, mm-hmm. somebody got a certain job, and now... Uh, now in the mornings, JoJo, Ken, and myself will be playing the Three Stooges routine. We all try to rush out the door at the same time. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, that's great. Congrats. I- I'm glad he got a new job. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad Cannon escaped the hell that I've heard that he worked. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. No, that, that sounded like that place fucking sucked. And uh, it, Damn. it was, it was a, a good bit because he, he actually went to turn in his two weeks notice today. And I, I feel like I could hear 
his management shit a brick from our house. Because <laughs> yeah, he essentially dude. ran the whole kitchen that where he worked, and uh, uh, he always knew his worth, and uh, they finally realized it is just way too late. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. Got another bet. You guys ready for this bet? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to name off a few movies, okay? <laughs> you guys got to figure out. You guys got to figure out <laughs> what the deal with these movies are, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay. The Mummy. Okay. The Mummy. Um, Get Real. A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Uh, the Sex Monster. <laughs> okay. The Thirteenth Year, which is that movie from I think Disney. Where That's a Disney TV. Channel or made for TV movie. I'm pretty sure this this guy is named Cody. I feel like yes, his name's Cody because uh, that's the one thing I remember about the movie. And he turns into a mermaid. Um, the Brave Little Toaster, Memorial Day, uh, Star Wars Episode One. Um, sorry, I'm having to look and make sure I'm. Ge- uh, the Alien Legacy. Um, what do all these movies have in common? Do they Y2K. all have? Y two K. Brendan yeah. Fraser. They came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, they're all. Whenever Patrick, you, Patrick, you're on the right track. You're own own it. You're on the right track. I'm um, own it. Did they come out on the same day in ninety nine? They did not. <clears throat> they came out the year I was born. The, all of these movies came out the same month that Colt was born. Ah, May of '99. Kind of got it. Yeah. Wow. And JoJo, just want to let you know, Memorial Day and the Brave Little Toaster came out your birthday. Oh, and okay. oh happy birthday! Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace came out the day after your birthday. It's a little present. I did that for you, JoJo. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> Enjoy <birthday>. Jar Jar. <laughs> Oh, that's a fun. The, are you guys enjoying these little? Okay, let me tell you what I've been up to. Let me tell you. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, apparently, the 13th year of the Disney Channel movie, uh, it was one of Kristen Stewart's first um, on-screen appearances. Okay. And the name of the real-life name of the boy that played the Merb kid in the movie is is Shay or Shez Starbuck. So he's, Holy shit. So he sounds like a 1950s um, sci-fi hero. Chad yeah. Starbucks seems like what leftist Twitter would call like the CEO of Starbucks uh, after he refused <laughs> to provide, allow them to unionize. <laughs> that's, that's what that sounds like. Like just a made-up name. Yeah. It has an IMDb score of um, 66. So... Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys should do an episode on the thirteenth year. It's, I mean, it's, I, the, 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 I remember the, the movie. Let me tell you the tagline for that movie. The tagline is Cody's not just growing up; he's growing fins, uh, which should tell you how fucking bad the movie actually is. But yeah, no, I think there's a few movies that I think that um, the podcast should go back and check, especially these 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 <laughs> Disney Channel exclusives. Oh, let me look. Uh, channel exclusive. Do you remember? Do you guys remember Smart House? Uh, yeah, that Katie's yes. all in it. 
Yeah, I love that movie growing up. I love that movie. <laughs> I also and now that we <clears throat> I also ahead. love how that movie was actually nominated for our best nineties movies tournament. <laughs> Don't actually put that hey. in their in their uh, nominees. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking through here at some of the some of the movies. Um God damn the, that f- that Chez Starbucks got beefy as hell in the intervening twenty years. Chez Starbuck. I'm having a Google. Uh, yeah, he, he got swole. Swole McGillicuddy over there. That's exactly what I look like. Yep. Cody is a big, burly bear. Or or is he just bloated? <laughs> Damn. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Damn. All right. But, but help us figure out what mythological creature did Cody turn into upon reaching puberty? Uh, definitely wasn't a mermaid. Um, do you know Danny DeVito in Hercules? What was that guy's Phil? Uh, oh, so you you uh, you're a satyr? No, specifically that satyr. <laughs> specifically Danny DeVito and Hercules. Yeah, yeah. I am physically that satyr. I think I got a fur wedgie. God. Oh, I, I, I just I, I just remembered a really problematic bit from um, Percy Jackson in the uh, that first movie of that fucking movie. Wait, what? Wait, like, what? you remember the Percy Jackson movies about the kid who's like, I'm the son of a Poseidon, and they all went to like mythological Greek camp. I I've never. I remember read the those. books. Yeah, apparently in the movie, like you know, he, he and his pals, they're all like descendants of like Greek Grecian yeah. um, deities. Like his one black was actually a satyr. Is uh. He was originally a ginger. I remember that. What the fuck is up? What the fuck is up with like movie editors and being like, no, 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 black people in movies? No, they have to be a different. They have to be either aliens and color green, or they have to be animals. Like every time I like, if you think about it, think about Gamora, right? Uh, And I always think about that because it's like one of the. She's like one of the most popular black celebrities in the Marvel universe. And she's a green alien. Like I know Gamora is a green alien in the in the book, but or in the in the comics. But I don't know. It's just it just feels a little bad, you know. Well, it's, I, it's one of those things where like the individual instance is not a problem in of itself, but the, when it's a general trend, like a collective trend, it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of fucked. Yeah, because it, it's it's a little it's a little uh, in bad taste when you have like your one black character in a kids movie be um descendant of a half animal uh deity with a huge proclivity for like sexual uh misconduct yeah that's not a yep. good one yes yeah yeah happens all the yeah, time so I'm, just, I'm glad you come to AYCH for our stirring critique of children's novels adaptations did y'all hear about Justin Bieber's face no. Justin, yes. he is half paralyzed, half of his face paralyzed. I don't know if it's permanent or what. There's really no details outside of him just kind of coming on to uh, on Instagram. He has some sort of, I forgot the virus, but it's a, it's caused by, it's a syndrome caused by the chicken pox virus or mm. the shingles virus, whatever, same thing. And it attacks like your facial nerves. 
And so half of his face is paralyzed as of right now. And uh, oh wow, it's very common for pe- with people with uh, Lyme disease to get it. Yeah, he ha- I mean, he has Lyme disease supposedly. Um, like he had, there was a lot of controversy around that because whenever he was going through this, there was a phase a few years ago where he was coming in, he was looking super skinny, he was kind of like that was when people were saying, if I, you know, if I, why do people find Justin Bieber hot? I could just find this guy over at my gas station. I don't know if you've seen those comments, but like, um, he was going through like a skinny phase. I don't, a lot of people were saying it was drugs. He came out and said it was Lyme disease. And then a lot of people were saying, Hey, it's still drugs, (laughs) but turns out that is not the case. And, uh, but apparently Lyme disease is also used by a lot of celebrities to explain their drug abuse too. Supposedly. I don't know. I believe Justin Bieber has Lyme disease. He really looks like he does have it. <laughs> I'm glad people are finally I'm, being I'm honest sure, about like, whether or not they have Lyme disease. I didn't know the... the... Yeah. I think there's several celebrities with... Uh, there's a lot of celebrities with Lyme disease. Like, uh, I believe Selena Gomez actually has Lyme disease. Um, well, didn't they date? Can you, can you catch Lyme disease from other people or you can only catch it from, like, ticks? All right, here are the top 10 celebrities with, <laughs> with, oh my God. diagnosed with tick-borne diseases. Well, I'm not kidding, I found well on that note, it's not a no top, sh- it's not a top tenner. It hey, is a 10 watch, celebrity Hey, watch my just got to put a bunch of lists out every week, and they get a little wild sometimes. I don't know. I just like how Cody immediately is like, does she have Lyme disease? And I just hear the click clacking of, like, celebrities with Lyme disease. <laughs> he was typing so fast. Keyboard, like... Yeah, <laughs> which celebrity? That, that's my normal typing speed. I've got, I've got, I've got fingers made for typing. Yes, we okay? know that's your normal typing okay, speed. Just, it's just, just funny to hear the urgency. <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Uh, so, which celebrities have Lyme disease and or t- tick-borne illnesses? Uh, number one is Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Uh, Shania huh. Twain. Um, Shania Twain has Lyme disease. Avril Lavigne has Lyme disease. Alec Baldwin has Lyme disease. And he, uh, wow, that's crazy. Uh, Yolanda Hadid and her kids. Hold on, uh, do her kids also have it? Is it passed down through stuff? I like don't that? know. Ben Ben Stiller. Speaking of Zoolander, the scene. Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. Um, what in the hell? How do these people get it? Uh, somewhat George Bush. George W. Bush has Lyme disease. George Bush. Oh my God, this is a travesty. Uh, Kelly Osborne and bonus at the end, it literally says bonus in huge letters. Justin Bieber. Um, oh my God. <laughs> fuck. Jesus Christ. So yeah. What are these celebrities doing? Are they running through like fields? I don't know. Bit by How, Like, I don't know a single person in my IRL life that has Lyme disease. But I was just shown a list of ten people that I have seen in various different media projects all with and we live in alabama where like ticks are everywhere ticks a lot yeah that's uh like i have like a pathological fear of ticks and just like ah i freak out ticks are freaky fucking amy schumer that i mean that makes sense I can't. I can't. I like, like she just, just looks like she's Bush. covered in like a layer of grease. I feel like she. I'm surprised she hasn't made a reference to like her vagina just being like covered in ticks or something. 
God, don't say that. Oh, God. On that note, Wenzel just I had think a, it's time to take a break. A bad mental uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, it, it's, it, it's time to take a break. So uh, hang tight, and uh, we'll talk to you after the jump. Yeah, we'll leave you with the image of Amy Schumer's... Fuck. <laughs> 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 All right, stopping three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. It's AYCH. It's still episode 267. And we may or may not be brought to you by uh, the Lyme Disease Support Organization. Stop Lyme Disease today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I guess the Lyme, no. <laughs> Lyme disease is a controversial I'm statement. Gonna, I'm going to let you. No, I was going to like, I'm going to let these fuckers sit in that. I'm going to let them sit in this. <laughs> At first, I thought Discord crashed and I was like, oh, shit, everything all right? Oh, no, it's just everyone just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> how, how, how are we supposed to lead up? How are we supposed to lead up? I don't up? know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all of our listeners out there, be uh, be vigilant against ticks. They're tiny and they get everywhere, and yeah. they suck. They're uh, weird. They're yeah. gross. And if you find them, light them on fire. Yep. Till they pop. Yeah. Um, be sure it. I will say, killing animals and insects is not a good idea. Uh, but ticks, it's one hundred percent okay to destroy a tick. Yeah, but make sure it's in like a glass container so that it, when you light it on fire, it doesn't spread. You know, <laughs> killing the other bugs. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if, if you see if you see a tick crawling on it, it has a white dot on it. Be sure to get the tick off as safely and as quickly as possible, and then preserve that tick. So when you go to the doctor, they can test it to see uh, where it came from. Make sure you yourself haven't contracted Lyme disease. You know that. Thank you for listening to us for our tick-based fucking news. I, I'm I'm just saying we live in Alabama. We I was taught as a kid specifically to look out for ticks and ticks with white dots. So it's kind of ingrained okay, in me. Okay, let mm-hmm. me tell you the most horrifying story that I have with ticks. Uh, I drown ticks. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I'm glad. Keep keep it up, buddy. Um, I ripped their arms off uh, one by one. <laughs> Anyways, when I was like, I guess about eight years old, I was playing in this area that it was like a, it's like a little wooded area, but it was like in its own little space. And I have no idea how this happened, but I was just over there and I was just enjoying myself. Next thing I know, I feel something crawling on me. So I'm thinking, oh crap, I stepped in ants. And so I start, but thankfully we didn't have fire ants where, where I was. And next thing I know, I look down and it looks like dirt on my leg. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But the dirt was moving. And it was literally hundreds of baby ticks crawling up my leg. And I. Wow. It was terrifying. And I tried to brush them off. And if anybody's ever tried to brush off a baby tick, you know that they are notoriously clingy. And they do not come off with mm-hmm. with water. They don't come off with. You have to literally pick them off one by one. So I was scratching at my leg to pull them off, Get and uh, eventually I had to go in. And my grandmother had some alcohol, like some the isopropyl alcohol that she poured on my leg, and it burned like shit because I had literally scratched myself till I was bleeding. 
and but it, but all the ticks just sort of started falling off, and we washed them down the drain. But yeah, that's my horrifying tick story. Also, I always get always used to find them in my fucking on my fucking balls. Yeah. yeah. Why the heck were they going for my balls? They, they the always stank. went for them. Yeah, I remember finding a tick in the, in the creases of my balls. That's one thing before. that girls don't probably think about. But like, like. <laughs> What? Hold up! Hold up! Why? Have, have all of y'all had a fucking tick yeah. on your nuts? Yeah. Yeah. What? That's insane. Well, that I don't is put them fucking there. Insane. I'm with Winslow on this one. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. I played in the yeah. grass as a kid. I, I, I bitch. Went, yeah. I did. I played too. outside. I played outside. Well, I, I was in the I mean, woods a lot. I've gotten ticks before, but not on fuck my fucking scrote. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Blame us. We're because uh, we, we chose to have a tick on our nutsack, Jojo. I, I'm not mad at y'all. I'm just fucking kind of my mind's kind of blown that y'all have all had this experience yeah. Uh, yeah me too like that's terrifying if anything we need to arrest these ticks for being <laughs> pedophiles <laughs> I mean you're not you know what I say lock up ticks lock them yeah. up throw away the key Wait, where's for the real? ticks emails I mean I did get I, I mean I did get stung by a bee on the cock and balls I feel like before, I remember but I, like, now that's yeah, weird no, I remember that I remember that we're crazy why is it it wasn't me I was about to say uh, okay. you know what the tables yeah, have tell the story because I actually remember this happening I was there because <laughs> Cody's actually a part of this story if I remember <laughs> right uh, so there was one day you know coming home from school this was right before you know everyone had a cell phone so i i get out of the car and get the groceries in i go to pick up the phone i was going to call cody but there was a bee that was uh pretty you know by the phone and uh it was on my hand i freaked out you know slapped it away it went up my shorts oh god and I have never jumped out of a pair of shorts faster in my fucking life. Uh, it was terrifying, and it hurt. I remember yeah. that. Bit. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. In, uh, be sure to, uh, in the comments of this episode, tell us about your <laughs> inset genital attacks. <laughs> No, I no. don't think I want to know. I don't that. think. No, 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 no. Cut that out. I've, Do not I've endorse heard that. No. Of the people who are uncut, who are uncircumcised, of uh, finding ticks inside of their foreskin. Uh, oh, I've heard of that. that uh, oh God, no. I, oh, I, I remember. No. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, since we're just on this train, uh, still better than nine eleven talk. Um, Is it? <laughs> Hey, what, what what would you prefer, nine eleven or a tick on your balls? I gotta go. Neither, with neither, neither, yeah. neither. <laughs> yeah, pre, neither. Yeah, preview pre for the next installment of Would You Rather? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's actually fucking good. Shit, shit. No, okay, all right, that's a good one. Would you rather? No, 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 no. Or have a tick on your balls. No, no, finish the question. Cole, finish the fucking question. <laughs> or have a tick on your balls. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> uh, we have the best bits. Yeah, you know, well, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll uh, say it. Yeah. I've been thrown for a loop. Oh, Wenzel, uh, Wenzel has been unseated. Wenzel has been uh, shook loose from today's proceedings. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Hey, the, just a, <laughs> this is we're uh, having a moment of silence. This is a wacky episode. I'll say that. Oh my god! Uh, so my aunt went fishing, 
and uh, pulled up a dildo out of the water. And it, you know, I feel like there was something before. If it's the same aunt that I'm thinking of, it's kind of no. Uh, it's not the same aunt. No, not, not the same. Aunt. Oh, it's it's, no, it's no, not that no, one. No, okay. No. no, but it's still funny. Um, yeah. I, Go ahead, Wenzel. Oh, uh, no! I was just—I feel like uh, people were going to say stuff before, but like, so much is happening. I am just overwhelmed. Pat, did you ever tell us the top two countries? I know one number one's America, uh, but I couldn't remember <coughs> if you said the number two for listeners. Uh, well, the well, the top three countries of, of listeners for June so far is, of course, America. Number two, Singapore. Number three, Germany. Um, okay. I'll, I'll see if I can get um, our top countries outside the United States for listeners um, on our <clears throat> analytics. But yeah, uh, someone vamp real quick. All right. Uh, yeah, so someone talk about what they did in a normal capacity. Let's kind of have have a little some peaks and valleys right here. Okay, we can do that because uh, yesterday Winslow and I have been playing the hell out of Elden Ring, and we we finally beat it. It only took three, almost four months, but we finally beat it. I mean, yeah, it's such a fucking hard <laughs> game. It's such a like, like it's so intense. But listen, listen, listen. Okay, listen, listen, what I have to say. Listen, what I have to say. No, it it's hard I'm to say. It's hard. It's very intimidating because I played it for an hour when I first got the, when I first bought the game. I decided I was just going to buy it. We're going to have fun with it, whatever. I played it for an hour, and I got stuck in a fucking death loop fighting the guy who says you're maidenless because I decided to try and kill him. He's not even aggro at all. You didn't like have to. Very so, game. Well, it yeah, was it wasn't my fault. I didn't. Fault. I thought that you could just. Ki- I didn't know if you could kill NPCs or not. And I was like, let's see. And I hit him, and he aggroed, and it was hell. I had to start over the game, and then I went for another hour, and that there's a little encampment, like a little soldier encampment, right outside the beginning area, and I couldn't get past that soldier encampment. I could not do it. It, it was just I just couldn't. So I gave up and went and bought The Witcher Three again. <laughs> so that that tells you uh, how I how I played that. Well, uh, Wenzel and I are gamer gods, I guess. Uh, yeah. We we didn't really have any trouble because we helped each other up until the last five or so bosses. Yeah, because, I mean, the only reason why it took us so long is just because Colt couldn't play Elden Ring for quite a bit because of, yeah. you know, his back. back. And, and, I mean, I didn't want to play without him, so, you know, just waited. And, um, and like, oh, my God, towards the end, it was just, whew, like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> the like, hardest FromSoft boss that I can think of is probably Melina. Melania. Melania, Melania, fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, they I'm, all have similar no, names. No, they're they're so fucking similar, especially since like two of the characters, Melina and Melania, are possibly fucking siblings. The, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was gonna say the high what? fantasy, the high fantasy aspect that fucking. Uh, I, I'm imagining. I'm guessing George R. R. Martin kind of influenced in that game, with like the names being super similar. Like he knows how to craft like religious systems and things like that that are like 
very, I don't want to say natural, but they're very ancient and very natural religious systems that make characters have very similar names to each other. And it's like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. And, uh, oh, but I mean, I guess it does, but it doesn't. And like, I don't know. Did you feel, did you feel like the game benefited from Martin being a part of it? Yes. Oh yeah. No, I mean, no, like, I mean, the naming, I mean, I mean, it does make sense kind of from, like, if you think about just how people name people, I mean, really, like, because so many of the characters are, like, related, and then when you look at their parents, it's like, well, it fucking makes sense. I mean, why they're named that way, because these are their parents, and, um, God, it was just, like... No, I, I got to get back to Melania. Melania was fucking insane. So me and Colt, we spent two hours in my world fighting this bitch until finally we get somebody in who was so fucking good. And it was the three of us just like beating the shit out of her. And it was such a good feeling. And then first try attempted it in Colt's world like seven minutes. No, not it was three minutes. Three I, minutes. I, my bad. Three minutes like easy peasy um (laughs) like it was the most like i was like i was happy because you know it's good for colt and us to continue our our story but also it was just like such bullshit but it makes sense because we spent two hours studying preparing basically and then we also our third person was super powerful so it really helped us um yeah, the thing with Elden Ring, just from soft games in general, if you know how to beat a boss and you've beaten that boss before, that just becomes like a weird muscle memory that you will adapt and use for future bosses and games to come. And Melina had a move set that was not like any other from soft boss that I could think of, and it was a little. It was the point where we struggled a lot. No, Melania was a completely new boss type, like. Not only did she have an inc- just an incredibly hard to dodge like special move, the waterfowl dance, she was super fast, and every time she hit you, she would heal herself. Mm. And Which that is just a stupid fucking power. No, it's ridiculous. And then after, so there's a second phase. So in the second phase, she gets back all of her health, and she's even more powerful. So and she's faster, and she can fly. And she can fly, and she's faster, and yeah, and um, and she also does like uh, ra- like not ranged. Um, so like she has a sp- another special move where if you're if you're close to her, you get infected with scarlet rot, and it's really fucking bad. Uh, it was insane. Um, she's a completely whole new breed of Soulsborne boss that like I am like for their next games or whatever. I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean the final boss in this game was is pretty difficult too. Uh, I think we took like an hour forty five in my world to beat it. Yeah, uh, so it, like it was so funny because in Colt, so the final final boss for Colt, um, we've been struggling, and then literally one guy summons. Uh, thank you, Karina. That's yeah, there was their, another person named Karina. There's a person us. named Karina that helped her. us, and uh, literally all we had. That's what we said. We literally let her, him, her, they do all the work, and they killed the boss so fucking quickly. Um, I wanted to cry. It was over in like 
four minutes. It was absolutely so disgusting. What you're telling yeah. me about this 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 battle about this game is that like. So a lot of times in video games and in media in general, there's always like this like hype around the boss, the the enemy, the the main bad guy, right? Uh, who there's this hype that says like, oh, I am I am the most powerful, I am the most evil, et cetera, et cetera. I am different from all others. And in most games, it's just sort of like part of the story, right? That's not necessarily true. You're obviously going to be more powerful than that person, but. For some reason, uh, whenever I hear that in Elden Ring, specifically whenever I hear about Melania, Melania, Melania Trump, or whatever her name is, um, <laughs> whenever I hear about her, whenever I've been reading online or whatever, whenever that comes up, the thing that gets me is that, no, this boss is legitimately, I'm sorry, Karina is really upset right now and I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> what gets me about this boss is that she's, actually true to yes i am powerful sorry I'll, I'll i'll mute myself for a second she is true to her power is what i'm trying to say uh yeah no uh in the game she's she's given several she's given several titles but her main title is millennia the blade of micola or millennia the undefeated um undefeated there was a swordsman fight in the lore with her and her brother that they destroyed half of the uh, bottom continent, the bottom map and uh, it's infected with uh, a rot and it's all because of her. She's a monster. Yeah, so like, there's actually I, I, I will say there was like a it really, I finally watched Vadi Vidya, he's a very famous Soulsborn um, lore expert and I finally watched his video talking about this it's really interesting um, like, because <laughs> Again, the lineages, everybody, like most, like a lot of the bosses are gods or the children of gods. Uh, Melania is interesting because she is the child of Radigan and Marika, who are both gods in a sense, and she's a demigod, but also she had been infected by a rot god, uh, some outer god, some ancient god that had chosen her to be its host. It's like a cosmic and so. Yeah, it it's is a cosmic game. No, it's a cosmic game, especially the final boss. It's like, uh, uh, does anybody yeah, care? About like, let's, let's not spoil it. On, I, I don't especially know. since it came out this year. But let's not spoil it for the for the folks at home. Yeah, save spoilers. So I guess at the end of the year, I uh, do want to. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing too. Uh, is that like, is this? That's the other thing that I had a question for because I'm not into the Soulsborne world because of how difficult I find the games. And it's just, I love lore. I love fantasy type games, and honestly, I think I would be really into the Soulsborne games. But it's just the difficulty is just not for me. I don't play games to to be stressed out. Uh, I play them for fun, and most games I play on easy, so just because I like story versus you know um, gameplay. Uh, but the thing that I, I, I will say, y you might like Bloodborne mm -hmm. more. I, like to me, that one seems a little more fast paced. I know Colt and Wenzel could probably talk more too. Uh, Y'all should have a Soulsborn podcast. Y'all yeah. should have an episode on Soulsborn. You should have a series on Soulsborn just to kind of talk about them. It's um, my favorite set of games. The other thing that yeah. I found interesting about the Soulsborn games was the lore, but. Is, so I know the I know Dark Souls, Demon Souls, they're connected, and Bloodborne I think is loosely connected. Correct? No, Nothing. none of Dark them are Souls connected. Is a Dark Souls is by itself, Demon Souls is by itself, Bloodborne by itself, Elden Ring by itself. 
There's they're no, all, they're, they're no, there's no they're tying lore together at all? No. <laughs> Not official. It's all, like, speculation. Like, this could be how this happened if this was a sequel to hmm. Demon Souls. Yeah, people like to have made, like, some kind of... I know there was, like, big talk about, like, oh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls are connected, but they're not. They're just successors to each other, and... Um, but there's fun in theories and stuff like that. I, I've, I've, I just always thought that they were connected because of how, like... Inter- I mean, I would. it would be interesting for them to kind of wrap it all together. Do you think that they could pull it together? Or do you think that it's just something that will always be... That it just it would be kind of like what they did with the fucking Zelda, where they were like, "Oh, actually, all these games were connected." You know, it was like an like a afterthought. Or do you think there is like some sort of uh, this sort of lore line that kind of ties them all together at some point? I think if there is a tie point, I think it's Elden Ring because yeah. the three major endings that you have can lead to Bloodborne, Demon Souls, and Dark mm. Souls. Yeah, a lot of people are like have speculated that like the endings from Elden Ring, one ending leads to this game, one ending leads to this game, and this ending leads to that game. Um, and um, they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty fun to think about. And um, I mean, in a, in a sense too, like in almost every game, there's always a mention about how reality and time have been fractured, have been messed up. So and. Um, I mean, yeah, Jojo, I got a question yeah. for you regarding because you've played, you played, um, you've played uh, 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 Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Um, would you say, in terms of lore, and you probably watched a bunch of, you probably watched a lot of videos on the lore of the world as well. Would you say because these are, this is FromSoft, this is a Japanese company, and whenever I think of when I think of Japanese like fantasy, I think of Final Fantasy, right? And obviously, Final Fantasy is <laughs> like the, it is the, Final Fantasy is interesting in how its lore is built because it's very like sci-fi fantasy but also not at the same time would you say i was going to say do you, would you say that the the bloodborne series or the soulsborne series i should say not bloodborne but the soulsborne series including elden ring uh do you think that these games in terms of lore kind of have a really deep western uh western style western influence very lord of the rings sort of like lore system but with those final fantasy japanese elements does that make sense i hope I'm, is it kind of like a mixture of that would you say that the lore follows those lines yeah. uh and not really admittedly i'm not like super knowledgeable about the Soulsborne lore other than just like sort of vague analysis of some of the games uh <clears throat> but like the th- I guess the thing that makes both that makes those properties unique to, or, or or hold on, let me go back to final talking about Final Fantasy in the sense of it's I, I say it's very Japanese but especially at for like the past like twenty years or so they've been trying to do more of a Western appeal. Right. More so because it's not as big in Japan as it is over here. Final Fantasy. Like in oh. Japan, it's more. Yeah, it, they're they're more like in, their RPGs of choice in Japan are usually the Dragon Quest games. Dragon Quest is definitely like far and away like the biggest, or at least it, historically like the one of the most popular RPG. Uh, I, 
RPG fantasy series in Japan. I guess, but I guess, like, it, I guess the part that I'm kind of pulling at here is that like a lot of our fantasy RPGs here deal with systems of oppression. I guess I, I think of like The Witcher being systems of oppression. There's there is like this over like for example The Witcher games, they don't necessarily deal with one singular bad guy. It's a system of bad guys and politics, right? Whereas if I yeah. were to, like I say Witcher is my standard, and Skyrim also, there is like this big bad guy, but it's a singular bad guy who is technically a god, but when you go to fight them, it, it's just like any other battle. Whereas Final Fantasy, there's like this weird religious sort of undertone to the entirety of the series of every single game has this weird sort of religious built-in uh, a religious system of fantasy that ends up with you killing God, like the singular God. Yeah, that's from the Soulsborn game. I was about to yeah. say, like, so Soulsborn is very much Western influence, but we don't really see that much until you get to Elden Ring with George R. R. Martin, because you have in a lot, almost all these games, you have that religious undertone, you have, um, and you have that in there and then with Elden Ring you have that but then you're also focused on like uh, religion politics systems families dynasties um, yeah. it's like a it culmination becomes, of all of that yeah, with, uh, the, with Elden Ring and, and at least from my experience with Bloodborne like there's a lot of like um, a lot of the aesthetic is very western like and, and sort of the the narrative arc for lack of a better term of Bloodborne is sort of what happened to the genre of horror in the West from the the turn from 1900s to 20th century when it went from more gothic to by the end of the game it comes very cosmic and Lovecraftian. Yeah. Uh, but there, there, yeah. And, and like what I love about that game is it sort of like really goes in like. It is sort of a tapestry of how of this like snapshot of the genre of horror, but like there is sort of a, and I and I don't know how to articulate how this works, but the, a lot of Western stories and Japanese stories or, or Japanese stories tend to have a particular feel that Western stories don't, and vi vice versa, like. And I've heard like some Japanese people talk about it, and they they I've heard them say like mo a lot of eat like a lot of like specifically Japanese stories tend to focus more on mood and atmosphere and and stuff more than more than just like a direct narrative, right? And, and I think that's sort of because there there is a narrative to like the Soulsborne games. But to but like at least initially until you go to dig into the lore, which I admittedly uh, had no, not really looked into that much. Uh, it, it it is more reliant on sort of this overall tone of uh, of like you said this very religious. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say cosmic, but sort of within that realm of the sublime. I would for I would definitely say it's very like it's, it's like I think of I think of so Bayonetta kind of starts you out at that top tier. Uh, the way the way I've been thinking about it while you've been talking mm -hmm. was very much in the same line as I don't know if you guys read the or read or or watched the Tower of God 
um, anime slash the uh, what do they call manga in Korea? Uh, manhwa. Yeah, Man-ma. I don't know if you've read the or webtoon or whatever you want to call it the, that series or or. But whenever you think of Tower of God, you think of these different levels where the bottom the bottom level is super like earthly, and then you go up to the second level, which is a little bit dungeon dungeon like kind of dingy and there's like these different i mean it is very much levels right in video games but you're slowly climbing this tower to god and it takes you past what western rpgs typically stop at which is like earthly matters right uh it starts out at earthly matters right or it, it um starts out earthly matters but ends up you fighting into killing god right and so it do- it goes from earth to cosmic all with the tone of religion through the entire sect whereas western uh fantasy games typically you are you're just dealing with earthly matters and all like magical influence is of earth right or, or is of terra uh or terra nova whatever you want to call it uh but but like there is yeah. no like alduin isn't god right um uh, in Skyrim, right? He is technically a god, but he's not god. To wrap this all up, I was just trying to ask these questions because I think it's interesting to kind of compare. Because the, George R. R. Martin, that was what was so interesting to me about this this mashup was uh, Martin is is obviously a highly respected Western crafter of what we consider modern modern fantasy. Uh, that's kind of a paradox. Whereas yeah. uh, FromSoft is traditionally I mean, they are from Japan, and uh, I think his Miyazaki, what's his name, Miyazaki? Is that his name? He is yeah. obviously a Japanese writer, uh, so the the games that he produces are going to have more of a Japanese influence. Martin's going to have more of a European and Western influence. How does those th- two combine? And I think that the perfect series to do that would be Soulsborne, just from the sidelines that I've kind of watched and i think you guys should do a soulsborn like podcast even if it was like a special or something i would totally i would totally read into all the lore just to sit down and talk about that sort of sort of thing because i love me some thick <laughs> juicy throbbing lore. Lore. yeah no uh, for sh- no for sure i i think it would be very cool and interesting because like you said elden ring is the perfect blend of that um because like with demon souls demon souls i would say is more not grounded but grounded in a sense that like it's kind of it's like earthly you know i mean you have demons but they're here on earth blah 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 then you have dark souls which deals with um out like an outward journey going like traveling you're fighting long rotted like old gods you're fighting at their peak yeah the thing is is with dark souls it's a pot it's an apocalypse it's post-apocalyptic um these gods are dead you have to go basically restart everything you are undead everybody's a fucking zombie and um and then bloodborne is more of a is like like jojo said gothic at first and you're in you know you're in a dream you're it's an inward journey that slowly and surely unravels to be cosmic horror sublime surreal just insane and then um elden ring is kind of a combination of all of that and And sakiro's just cool ninja stuff with uh oh yeah stuff stuff, yeah Uh, i definitely think a Soulsborne edition of ayc8s is definitely much in the cards because obviously we have a lot to discuss with it and i feel like that deserves its own dedicated space to 
to like to really get into. Oh, definitely. And I was I as we I, were talking, I was looking on the PlayStation Store. Looks like the uh, at least all the Dark Souls games they have they're on hella good sale right now. So yeah. I'm probably going to yeah. jump on that. So even more for the uh, there's worse things you could do. <laughs> Soulsborne. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, very, uh, very, and I'm, I'm glad that y'all were able to buy me 20 minutes to look up the, the top 10 countries that have listened to it this year so far. Uh, but I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and throw in a bonus one uh, on an 11th country. These are the top 11 countries outside the United States because uh, obviously they would be number uh, US be number one to have listened to AYCH this year so far. Coming in at number 11 is the Ukraine. Okay. Hey. We actually had a few listens yeah. directly from the capital, uh, Kiev. Uh, I was like, you know what, President Zelensky, he finally got a hold of us. He, I'm glad he's a fan. That's so strange. Huh. But cool. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Coming in number 10 proper is Indonesia. Okay. Number nine is Japan. Ooh. Of course, of course. Hideo Kojima. Yep, yep <laughs> that's true. Uh, number eight is Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Nice. Number seven is Spain. Hey. Uh, number six is Ireland. All right. Hey. Nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, number f- Nothing but Nothing good, good things. things. Uh, number five, Canada. I mean, yeah, oh. I so. they Canada. They catch up chips. Canadia. Uh, Canada. Yep. Uh, number four is United Kingdom. Oh damn, we're bigger in the UK than Evidently. Canada. And because I know there was, I can't okay. remember off the top of my head right now, but I know there was one episode earlier this year that got a lot of play in the UK. It was it was one of our earlier episodes this year. I have to go back and find it though. Okay. Is it the one where I'm talking about that disgusting fucking food at that fucking football game? Oh he, uh, number three uh, really shot up, like I said, in the last. You know, two weeks. Uh, Singapore is now our number three most listened country yeah, yeah. of the year so far. Yeah, Singapore. Uh, number two uh, is Germany. Uh, they were in our top ten listens from last year, and they're definitely holding strong into uh, this year as well. And <laughs> and a very interesting uh, bookend. Our second most played country. Most played outside of the United States is actually in Russia. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. What did we have wrong? I'm just yeah. Kidding. Hey, there's some. Good hey, yeah. There's there. a lot of really good, outstanding, uh, sweet people that live in Russia, and we thank all of you for listening. We thank everyone everywhere on the this big old globe of ours from listening to AYCH. Yeah, shout out to those countries and all the other countries that shout are also out. on our list that just didn't make the top ten. Uh, we appreciate every listen, no matter how short or long or, or how new or old you are as a fan. We didn't think we would uh, get anybody listening outside of our whole hometown, let alone anywhere else in the country or the world at large. Uh, we thank all of you for all your listens. Thank you so much. Very much so. Thank you. Uh, also, I'd like to say uh, Colt was able to actually platinum Elden Ring last night too that was pretty sick oh, by the way oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Huge congrats. that is insane actually yeah I actually I only have six trophies left um, the reason why it's taking me I would have done it at the same time but like so I don't have so me and Colt like console share but PlayStation Plus only share like certain aspects of it share only for him or only for him so like 
Colt did the save manipulation and I can't do that, but we were like, oh, well, we can just upload the save data to a USB drive and then, you know, uh, download it back. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. This is going to be easy. So after about an hour of doing that, um, I do it, but then I fucking forgot that what that does when you restore a backup, it completely deletes everything off of your PlayStation Back you fucking to factory reset it. Factory resetted it. So all the games I had downloaded, all of my screenshots and videos are deleted. Except for the save data, obviously. So I was like, fuck, this is stupid. Jesus, <laughs> so I, I just, I'm sorry, that sucks. Like, I was so bummed out about, well, I mean, I wasn't bummed out about the games deleting. I was bummed out by losing so many videos and pictures. But also, I have to do so net, like... I was so close, and then, um, yeah, I, so I had to re-download Elden Ring. I told Colt, like, yeah, I'm just done. I'm done for the night. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bed after that, too. Damn, I'm sorry, and, man. Uh, and, and I think, uh, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Wendell's not born. I mean, uh, I can hear the Joker paint like, slowly like fading on across his face. Yeah, if, if, it's if, fine. If, if we were, oh, like, shit. like, doing our recording over Zoom, we would see like Wenzel just like smearing paint all over his face and like rubbing in Kool-Aid into his hair. And then I'll ask, where's Robert De Niro? Well, golly, that was <laughs> that was quite a journey we, we went on, everybody. Um, but, re- uh, but regardless, I'm glad that we are more aware of the intricacies of Soulsborne games and also, most importantly, uh, Bloodborne il- illnesses and that you know that might actually be an episode title, Bloodborne Illnesses, but just has the monsters from Blood. It's, it's the it's the fucking dude from Bloodborne with, with the Lyme disease ripping on his chest. Mm. Mm. Jesus Christ! Mm. Jesus Christ! Pat, too soon. And just put ticks on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that, there's like that there's probably like a tick bag, a tick monster. <laughs> there's like there's a tick monster in a uh, Bloodborne, right? There's got to be. I'm pretty I sure feel like there is. It's it's in one of the games. There is. Oh my! Is it in Demon Souls? I don't remember. It's disgusting. Oh fuck! In Elden Ring, there's like a b- ant with a massive abdomen. Oh. Eh. So oh. That's what I'm well, there's of. a spider boss yeah. in Bloodborne. Yeah. All right. So it's not a tick. I mean, you would, you would think of a game called Bloodborne, it would have a fucking ticks in it, but you know, whatever. It's not you here, they're there. But they do have aliens. Uh, they do have aliens. Um, but that, all that, that'll be saved for the impending Soulsborne chat. Uh, TMTM, stay tuned for that. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you all uh, listening for all over the world. And thank you, Cody, for taking time out of your box in Tampa to come uh, hang out with us today. Oh, I'd lost my box. The little not-so- uh, tropical storm but actually was a tropical storm came through and uh it washed into the tampa bay and uh yeah so now oh, we'll order your new box on amazon yeah uh so cody's actually been like waiting on his back in then the river water then recording through us that yeah, way yeah yeah i've got a uh there i found a, a sunken pirate ship and uh i stole a door off of that sunken pirate ship and i'm titanicking it through the Tampa Bay. <laughs> Did you save huh? the Xbox? You say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got it. Xbox. Yeah. X- X- Xbox is here. Okay. Uh, Karina is here. She's on the She's on the door. Um, bad news. Yeah, I, I, I did I, lose my 
entire collection of vintage Power Rangers Zord figurines. So damn it! Um, yeah, they're in Tampa That's Bay right sad. now. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's gone. either they're gone or some dude wearing I, I I actually saw some guy on the shore the other day who had a mullet wearing Ed Hardy and um he had some uh, of those Oakley glasses on. I think he You just named made so many Tampa Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had the population of Tampa. His yeah. So as far as I know, I think I think he stole them. Um, yeah. So it's been a it's been a hard it's been a rough week here in in Tampa in the in the you know I'll have to get a new box, preferably wood, preferably yeah, the, made of wood. Next time, uh, it rains a lot here. Or oh, if you get wood, then it's gonna rot. Yeah. What? What? Wait. The, it was a cardboard yeah, box called, before <laughs> Winslow. Wood isn't gonna be better. I don't think you know how you know materials what? work. I don't. I don't think. I do. What the fuck are you talking about? Wood rots. You gotta I'm not put about shit to get into on an it. Over material science with Wizzle at the end of a podcast. So wrap it up, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> save. You know how quickly things deteriorate when exposed to water for the next time you come up uh, from out of the water. But anyway, thank you. All so much for listening to this episode. It was uh, it was certainly something, and we hope we all liked it, regardless of what it actually was. Uh, be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found: SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're in we're in all of them, most of them, pretty much all of them. Uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Helps us out, keeps us visible, puts us in front of new people, and of course, we always appreciate you when you do it. Uh, if you're listening to this episode the week it comes out, we have a brand new episode of Cajun Greatness. But be sure to go back and listen to our episode that we did with Marco Manone, the the author of the Nicolas Cage horror novella, The Haunting of Nicolas Cage. It's a great time to talk with him. He's a super cool guy. And, you know, it's really interesting to talk to someone outside of our social circle for a change. It's only the second time in our history that it happened, but we're glad that it did. It's a great time, and you'll definitely uh, be well served to go listen to that. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. Uh, my name is JoJo. You can follow me on the tweeters at J-O-N-I-A-B-O-F-24 and John Unson 12 on Letterboxd. My name Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. I'm about to go watch the movie RRR. It's three hours oh, long. I've, I've been wanting to watch that. Tell me how it is after you're done. You got it. Nice. Uh, I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Wenzelwilke. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wenzel. You can follow my bookstagram, Wenzel Banters. Uh, you can go to my link tree. I have links to my Goodreads and my letterbox, and I also have a link to my store, worldofwenzel.bigcartel.com. Go check that out. If you don't, I'm going to assume you're not cool. Yeah, sorry. You're not cool if you don't click that link. We, we, and, we, and we've given you the link in the description of today's episode. You have no choice but to click it. But- yeah, thank you. Right, you're welcome. And uh, Cody, is there anything that you'd like to plug uh, before we <laughs> sign off for today? Nope. The only thing uh, I had to plug was my cardboard box. So, and it's gone. I can no longer plug it uh, with tape or any other materials because it's gone. And uh, despite what Wenzel says, I would like a wood box. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll make a GoFundMe <laughs> for getting Cody a new box. Thank you. 
Just put varnish on it. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>